welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 44. Receive your blessings. Last year, I was working my way through the scriptures, and early last year, probably about a year ago at this point, I was reading Genesis and Exodus and Deuteronomy. And when I got to Deuteronomy, there was a particular section that I found very, very interesting. And for once, I actually made sure to pull it up beforehand so I could reference it directly and not misquote it. And we're in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and starting at verse 9. It reads, The Lord your God will take great care of you in all the work of your hands in the offspring of your womb, in the produce of your land, and in the offspring of your cattle. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good, as he rejoiced over your fathers. And then a little further on, verse 16, If you hear the commandments of the Lord your God, I command you today, to love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, and to keep his ordinances and judgments, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you go to inherit. But if your hearts turn away and you do not hear, but go astray and worship different gods and serve them. I announce to you today, you shall surely perish. And then it goes on further and further. Now that's a lot, right? There's a little bit of text there. But the reason I'm bringing it up is we get this very interesting dichotomy where God says, if you love me and follow me and follow my commandments, all the commandments I lay out for you, I'm going to bless you. But in a very particular way, right? The blessing is, Many children, lots of food, the cattle are going to multiply and those kinds of things, right? These are all representations of earthly wealth, right? And this is why it was so very interesting to me, right? Because a lot of times it can feel like in the spiritual life, all of the blessings are spiritual. And of course, those are the most important, right? If you're blessed with humility and with love and with patience, these are far more important than earthly blessings, But the reason this verse stood out to me is because it directly affirms the good of earthly blessings when given to the right person, right? The right character. I felt very vindicated when I read this. I'll be honest. So I was thinking about that for a while and I talked to a couple of my friends at church about this. This idea that if God has a blessing set aside for you, right? Something particular, something earthly, right? be it wealth or many children or an abundance of food, whatever it might be, the only way to receive that blessing is to follow God's commandments, right? If it is a blessing from God to bless you and to allow you to bless others, you have to be following God's commandments. So there's essentially four ways that this could play out, right? The receiving of your blessings could play out. A, God has a blessing in store for you and you're following his commandments, then the blessing will be delivered to you. B, God has a blessing for you, but you're not following his commandments, right? You're living a sinful life and then God will retaliate essentially, right? C, God doesn't have a blessing for you and you're behaving well and you're doing what you're supposed to do and building the character and following God's commandments and then you won't receive anything, right? When we're specifically talking about earthly blessings here. And then, of course, the fourth one is he doesn't have a blessing for you and you're messing around. And then, of course, nothing good will come of that, I can assure you. 
But the reason I think this is so interesting is because there are many people in the world today who believe a lie, right? A very insidious lie. And when I was younger, I believed this as well. And the lie is that if you're good, right? And if you treat people well and do what you're supposed to and are a virtuous person, then magically all of the things you could possibly dream up will materialize in your life, right? And this lie has a name and I'll not repeat it here. But this idea that, you know, if I behave myself, then I'm going to get all the good stuff. And if I can just imagine the, the Lamborghini and the, the Italian suits and everything, then God will just deliver them to me because he is a genie. He's a wish-granting factory. And I'm just going to run around with all these jingly pockets. Right? This, is, this is something people believe. Which, of course, if you believe in God, you can immediately see why this doesn't make any sense at all. Because I could want something that's bad for me. Right? We talk about this all the time. I could want some sort of material blessing because I believe I have the character to not be corrupted by it and that I could put it to great use and I could help people and I could make their life better and my family's life better, my, my life more comfortable, right? There's nothing wrong with not being afraid that you might not have a place to live tomorrow. That's good. But if God sees your heart completely as he does and realizes that a certain quote-unquote blessing, something that you would like, something material, that you think you can put to good, to good use is actually going to corrupt you, he won't give it to you. Right? No matter how well you behave yourself, a lot of people think that living a godly life is rewarded with an easy life. And that is far from the truth. Right? The fathers always tell us that it's insanity to think that you can live the Christian life without suffering daily. So good behavior is not a ticket to receiving your blessings. But it is a requirement. Right? And as we're about five, six minutes into this, I'm now remembering that I should have given my usual spiritual disclaimer. I'm not a priest. I'm not a spiritual father. I'm not a theologian. Check everything I'm saying with your priest. But these are some ideas that I had as I was reading the scriptures. But you're essentially left with this fact that God is not going to give you all the things that you want or you pray for, right? And they don't even have to be material. It could be another kind of blessing. You know, some people have a deep desire to be married, that might not be God's plan for you. It might not be God's plan for me, right? I'm 28. I'm currently single. And it's possible that I'll be single for the rest of my life. It is a possibility. And you have to come to terms with that, right? Given nothing else, say it with me, I will be content to live in constant communion with God. So God may or may not have a blessing in store for you. And you may or may not follow his commandments and receive it. So there are two gates you have to pass through to receive blessings from God, right? And there are many of people in this world who have acquired vast amounts of wealth and vast amounts of what you might call material success. And those things are certainly not gifts from God, right? Just because you're a bad person doesn't mean you can't be materially successful. But if it is a gift from God, there are two steps that have to be fulfilled, two requirements that have to be met for that gift to actually, that blessing to actually make its way into your life, as it appears to me from reading this scripture passage. And that is, God has to have it in store for you, right? You can pray and pray and pray all you want for something, and if God doesn't think it's good for you, it's not going to happen if you're a godly person, right? God is not going to go out of his way to give you something that's bad for you. You could go out there and you could, you know, lie and cheat and steal or even act honestly, and still get things that are bad for you, but God will not help you in that. 
endeavor. And then the second step is that you actually have to be following God's commandments. Right? So this is a very interesting way to think about, to think about material wealth. Because, like I said in the Root of All Evil episode, there are a lot of people who believe that money is evil, period. Material wealth is evil, period. And of course, we're on day 44 here, so you know good and well what my opinion on material wealth is. It is a tool like any other tool. It is a dangerous tool, right? Like a bandsaw, it's a power tool. But if you used well, it can have great effects. In fact, as I'm talking about this, I just remembered that in today's scripture reading, there was a footnote that said, you can help someone with spiritual gifts materially and then become a co-actor in that person's spiritual work, right? If you aid someone materially who has great spiritual gifts, that will be counted towards you as virtue. And while we're sitting here, I'm going to go pull that up real quick, and I'm going to quote that directly. And the reading is from the third letter of John, chapter 1, and it's around verses 5 through 8, and verse 6 reads, or verse 5 reads, Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers. And then verse 6, Who have borne witness of your love before the church. If you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God, you will do well. And the footnote, the official Orthodox interpretation, is that one way we may participate in ministry is by giving material help to those with spiritual gifts. The donor becomes a co-worker in spiritual things. And ladies and gentlemen, I officially rest my case. Now we're only 10 minutes in, so I'm going to keep talking for 10 minutes. But this is an open and shut case now. What I've been saying this entire time, and unfortunately did not have the the spiritual, the uh, scriptural ammunition to back up fully with something better than just logical arguments, is the idea that if we amass material wealth, without it allowing it to corrupt our character, right? Guarding against vanity and greed through ascetical practices and humility, right? Things like prostrations, we just talked about, things like sleeping on the floor and fasting, all of these things. If we do that and our character remains intact and holy, then any material wealth that we supply to someone with a spiritual gift makes us a co-worker with that person. I don't have the gift of prophecy. Big shocker, I don't have it. I don't have the gift of miracle healing. I don't have the gift of speaking in tongues, right? I know two languages, English, German, that's it. A little bit of Russian. I don't have any of those gifts. I'm not some sort of particularly holy person, quite the opposite. But what I do have is the ability to support my church through tithing, and we're actually going to talk about that tomorrow, and to support other ministry endeavors with money. So money is a very powerful tool that can be used for great good or great evil. You can hurt yourself, right? Like the bandsaw example I gave a couple of minutes ago. You can hurt yourself on a very powerful tool. Money could be detrimental to you. That being said, when used for the right purposes, taking care of your family, taking care of your community, taking care of your church, money becomes good. In fact, it is a blessing, right? The blessings from that verse in Deuteronomy that I read at the beginning were land, grains, cattle, many children, right? This is material wealth. Another example I like to use to make this point is the example of Job, right? Job was a perfect servant of God. 
And the devil came to God and said, Job is only this good of a servant because you give him all of these blessings. And God, of course, being all-knowing, knew that not to be the case and decided to allow Job to be tested, not only for his own spiritual growth and edification, but for us to read it now in the present and learn from it. So Job was stripped of all his blessings, right? And I don't remember the story in order, but he lost his, his wealth, like his cattle died. He lost his children, his wife, his house, I think, at some point, and he had nothing left. And the idea being, the devil saying, if I take away his blessings, he will turn away from God. So the house was a blessing. The children were a blessing. The wife was a blessing. The great material wealth Job had was a blessing. But God decided in his infinite wisdom to take those blessings away. So even though Job had a pure character, that did not guarantee him material blessings. Then, of course, we all know how the story ends. Job powers through all of the trial and tribulation, knows that God is good, ultimately. And then in the very end, when the point had been made, God blessed Job even beyond where he was originally. Right, Bigger land, more cattle, more children. He got a new wife, right? And none of this is to say that your family is replaceable. But sometimes tragedy strikes, right? The devil is allowed by God to work his evil. And then we lose things. But if God has a blessing in store for us, we can gain that through virtue. So the picture is starting to very slowly come together, right? In, in that verse from Deuteronomy, we hear that if the Israelites follow all of God's commandments, he will bless them in the way he sees fit. So you have to first follow God's commandments for their own sake. But of course, when you build that character, God realizes that anytime he blesses you, you will be thankful to him, which is good for your character, and you'll use it for good. Right? We also see in the book of Job that the devil and God both agree that these material blessings are a gift from God to Job, something God gave him, right? It's not evil. It's good because Job has the character to handle those gifts. And we see in that footnote in John's third letter, chapter one, we see that using material wealth for the furthering of God's kingdom allows you to become a co-worker in those ministries. So material wealth is a blessing. It is no longer a point you can argue. It's black on white. Material wealth is a blessing. If you use it for God's purposes, right? This is something I always say. We want to become the man God needs us to be, right? God wants us to be to fulfill his purpose for us. If you use your resources for his purposes, right? To fund missionaries, to allow people with spiritual gifts to do their work. If you do that, you actually get a, a slice of the credit, if you will, right? God will account it to you as righteousness because you basically, by proxy, work these spiritual miracles. If I go out there all day, every day, Monday through Friday, working, working hard to build wealth, to build influence and ability to do good. If I do that, if I sweat and toil and bleed, 
and then subsequently take those resources and give them to someone to do something good with it, right? Fund ministry. If I do that, that is righteousness. That's holiness, right? That's the whole point of the warrior king ethos, right? When we're talking about material blessings here, but this applies to everything. You build your body to become a tool for God's purpose. You build your mind to become a tool for God's purpose. You develop your craft so that you can become a tool for God's purpose. You learn relationship skills and build your relationships with older men, younger men, older women, younger women, children, your wife, your kids, all of that for God's purpose for you. That's the whole point. In fact, I should take this episode and make it day zero. This should be the introduction. This is the definitive proof that what we're doing is powerful, right? People with spiritual gifts don't have time to do what it is that we do. They, they got bigger fish to fry. Seriously, in some way, those who follow the warrior king ethos, we're the foot soldiers, right? We're doing the dirty work. We're budgeting and doing investments and working and building our body and developing our mind, all of this while guarding our character and our soul to the best of our ability so that we can fund and empower those with the real gifts. Right? When I went to the monastery about a month ago, month and a half ago probably at this point, they, they let you stay there for free. They feed you for free. They board you for free. And then they have a suggested donation. $30 a night, which is absolutely nothing. I mean, a hotel would never give you that kind of service. Three full meals and all that, and you'll spend like $120. So thankfully, I'm in the position where I could give more than the suggested donation. So I did. And then I'd been meaning to put some icons above my desk. So I went in their store and I I bought a number of very nice icons. So I was able to support them in that way. Their spiritual work gave me the experience that I needed to grow. And my material work was able to help them in a small way continue their spiritual work. It is a symbiotic relationship. So the blessings God sends you, if and only if, you develop the character you need to wield them responsibly. Those blessings are a tool for your God-given purpose. Use them as such, right? Allow yourself to pray for the things that you believe you might require, right? One of the things that I do before recording every episode of this podcast, unless I forget, which happens every once in a while, is that I pray that whatever episodes I record or edit or publish or promote today would be for the glorification of God's kingdom and the edification of the men who listen to it. So in prayer, laboring, praying for what you believe you need to make the difference that you want to make, that you believe God has put the desire in your heart for, I pray for that every day. I record about six days a week. So six days a week, I pray for that right before I record, right? I have icons right here at my desk, right behind me right now. I pray in front of those icons. And then if it doesn't pan out, guess what? That was case number three. God did not have this particular blessing in mind for me because he saw something I didn't. Maybe the ideas are bad, right? Maybe my delivery isn't satisfactory. Maybe for some reason this isn't going to be useful 
and then it crashes, and then it burns, and that's good. Right? We talked about something very similar in the uh, Prayers of Everything Depends on God episode and the Work as If Everything Depends on You episode. And those are early on, I think first 10 or 12. You can go listen to those if you have not already. But in those episodes, we talked about this idea that you pray as if everything depends on God. I pray that God allows this project to succeed. And then I work as if it's up to me. And that's the same way you're going to receive any blessing God has in store for you. Right? And I've brought up this example before. I'll mention it one more time. There are men out there in this world today who are devoutly Orthodox. Right? Devoutly Christian. And they'll pray for a wife. And God might have that blessing in store for you and you're praying for it and that's good but you have not built the character to receive the blessing worthily right strength is a virtue wisdom is a virtue competence is a virtue patience humility discipline grit the ability to protect the wife if the need arises you haven't built any of those so why would god send you this blessing he has it in store for you he's waiting for you But you're not doing anything about it. Change that today. Be the man God wants you to be. And any blessing he has in store for you will be wielded by you worthily, will be delivered to you when the time is right. Now, this is not the prosperity gospel. I made that explicit in the beginning. Just because you want it, that doesn't mean it's a blessing God has in store for you. You can't just pray yourself rich. That's not how it works. But if God has a purpose for you that requires funding, if God has a purpose for you that requires certain resources, if you become the man that God needs you to be and you pray for it, he will supply you everything you need and the blessings just to bless you, right? If it's going to increase your faith in God, right? Whenever something good happens to me, thank God, I'm now at the point where I'm like, Glory to God. He did this for me, right? Maybe I wake up and I feel good. I'm like, wow, this is nice. I like this. Thank you, God. Or maybe there's a a windfall of some sort. Maybe I have some sort of breakthrough or achievement. That's God. So you can see that certain blessings will bring you closer to Him. But you have to hold on to that. Receive your blessings by building the character God needs you to build aligning your mind with his and then praying for things that you believe you need and if it's meant for you he will deliver it god will enable you in every way needed to fulfill your purpose if you're following your purpose and if you don't get the blessing you thought you needed it wasn't good for you after all that's it for this week's field log If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.